from Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. And indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it as we move into the Advent season and await the birth of uh, the celebration of the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, we are so honored to welcome in Marcy Green, the principal at our great St. Elizabeth Ann Seton School in Elk Grove. Marcy, good day to you. Thank you. Well, I'm equally as honored to be a part of your show today. Thank well, you. Well, thank you for that. Uh, always a joy to talk with you. Uh, you've got big doings there at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. We do. We have so many things that um so proud of. Um, well, um, as, as I have mentioned, um, we are going into our 25th year. So mm-hmm. really looking to create that legacy school and, um, and in doing that, we um, were able to hire Yasmin Castellanos, who I know mm-hmm. that you yes, know. Absolutely. Um, and, um, and she's teaming very well with, uh, uh, our a gentleman that we have that works for us, um, his name is Travis Barrett, and he does a lot of our marketing. And so we're just trying to get back in touch with all of our alumni and um, and just trying to use social media for the first time, really getting things um, <laughs> up and running. Yeah. And um, I don't know, I've been very hesitant, and 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 I think we're doing it in a really positive way. It's not you know, a showcase for, right. you know, certain students, but it's really a showcase for what we stand for um, in Catholic education. And we were able to get Gail Sherman, who was our first principal who came back and did a promo piece for wow. us. And it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun. Wow. This is the, <laughs> we are entering our 25th year here at the Bishop's Hour. So we, oh, we share fantastic. something in common there. We should have a, a joint celebration. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. We could have two cakes, and it's my twenty-fifth year in 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 education. Oh so. my goodness, we have so Ooh, much in common. All of it. <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. What wonderful things all started at the same time? <laughs> yeah, that's... absolutely. Turn it was right around the the you know two thousand. Right, it was. Yeah, we were. So a we lot were, of really good things. We were early October <laughs> in nineteen ninety nine is when the Bishop's Hour okay. first, first went on the air and. Uh, what well, three months later we hit the year two thousand and I think the world was supposed to end. <laughs> and it didn't. <laughs> exactly. I just I just remember, you know, all the computer problems we oh, were gonna yes. have and yep. everything that was gonna be a disaster and thankfully not a glitch. Yeah. So. People thought it was gonna be worse than COVID and they never even heard of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, you're saying you you you're using social media, which is uh uh, could be just, a great blessing getting, and also a curse, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, it's been really difficult for me to actually dip our toe in the water because we are doing so much to try to detract our students right. from being online. And then, of course, we turn around and make that a piece of what we do. But, but like I said, um, we have been very diligent about making sure we have really strict guidelines and that it's used in a way that is um, productive mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, I follow social media, a lot of Catholic sites and a lot of really inspirational things. And so we want to make it something like that, um, along with letting people know with what we're doing. Well, so, you know, on, on air, <laughs> I had uh, just a, a while ago, I had a question in my mind about Advent and, Boom! I go to the USC, oh, okay. go to the USCCB website, and here's this mm-hmm. whole explanation of, and there it was, the answer to my question. You know, it was just, it was so easy. Uh, the old days, you my, had to go to the, kids, the my, library. You know. Yes, my personal kids who are very adept at you know research and and all that, but um, the first thing they say is, "Well, just consult the magic box." That's know? right. That's so right. okay, yeah. I guess that's what we do. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's it's both good and bad because you know now uh, I remember I when one of my kids was quite a bit younger and and I 
you know, we were doing like multiplication, you know, uh, it was, and she was typing like, uh, typing in like six times six. I mean, she was like maybe in the third grade and has, has had some difficulty with math. And she says, well, the answer is 36,000. And I went, well, you know, because she didn't, she had no sense of what six times six was. And, right, you know, and it came up 36,000. That's what her, her, whatever device she was on said. And so that just kind of became gospel, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. and, and that's the, the, one of the, uh, the detractions of it is, is there's no sense like with math, uh, like, okay, <laughs> you know, he, he, we, God gave us these fingers and toes for a reason. <laughs> and, right. And, and that, is it, a, is, as we say, as a math teacher, is it a reasonable answer? And I don't mean just in math, but, yeah, right. you know, in the other things that we look up and find an answer to and think, oh, well, that's got to be the, the truth because it's on the Internet. That's and, what it says. Yeah. But you're right. Yes. The, the old reasonable answer, which was, was mm-hmm. like you say, was usually math, but it's it's with everything. Is is that a reasonable answer? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, we've got to remember to keep our common sense about us. So, <laughs> our God-given <laughs> common sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I have I have the same. Every time I have to do a Zoom meeting, and I think this is this is wonderful, but you know that to have this, but I get this anxiety because I I know mm-hmm. something's going to be wrong with the connection. You know. And then you hit the button and it says connecting, 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 and you're waiting and you're waiting and you, you can see pictures of other people and your picture isn't up there. (laughs) And then that's why we have teenagers. Right. Well, we had so much of that during, as you said, COVID and, um, and I, I do everything that I can to avoid it because I just feel like missed so much that personal connection. So I understand what you mean, but thankfully. We don't use it as much as we did. So. Oh yeah, I, I uh, you know, it's 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 been a godsend for certain things that I have to do, but uh, there's mm-hmm. there, there's nothing like a face to face meeting, and 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 usually when the meeting breaks up is when you get the good information. You know, you you're both walking <laughs> out the door, and they say, "Oh, by the way," you know, and I didn't right. wanna, I didn't want to say this on the Zoom meeting the other day because everybody would have heard it, but. You know, and then you oh, get, and you never know what's being recorded. Oh yeah, oh that's true too. You know, yeah. So, yeah. Usually, I, 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 you know, I have one of my kids there, and I say I, they can't hear me or they can't see me, and she says, "Dad, your mic is off. Here's the button. Hit that. There you are." <laughs> but well, that's why I feel pretty blessed to have um, the the marketing person that I had mentioned before. You know, young. Um, and, um, and he, you know, in a, in a moment can do things that would take me hours. And so, you know, I think there's, there's definitely the advantages of those who have grown up with a computer and, um, and don't have any fear of yeah. breaking it or <laughs> doing anything wrong. So, yeah. So 25 years, the, uh, mm-hmm. boy, you've got, you've got graduates that would be, uh, what, mid-30s? They're uh, just, yeah. yes. Well, the first graduating class didn't, um, our first class didn't start in eighth grade. The first okay, class was okay, fourth yeah. grade. Fourth so grade, so, yeah, four, so, so, a, so we're at about 20 it. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're at about 20 years, and, um, and so they're just starting to have kids, and... Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, it would be really nice to get that next generation. And, um, do, do you so have kids of students making, that we have one student who was, um, adopted by his aunt whose daughter went to our school. So wow. she could have kids, right. but doesn't yet. So, um, uh, so, so yes, an aunt, um, who who is helping to raise one of our students? So, um, who did go to our school? Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, what do you hope to to? Uh, do you, are you going to have some events to bring people back? We do. Yasmin has uh, an event planned for December twenty eighth. It's um, it's a um, 
I think we uh, we lost Marcy uh, on, Dece- on December 28th, so we will uh, endeavor to get her back very quickly here and uh, remind you that um, a lot a lot going on as we move into the uh, new year and a few few things just to uh, circle the date. Uh, the Deus Vocat Retreat for Girls will be that's ages 13 to 17 will uh, take place April 26 to 28 in the new year. Marcia, are you back? I am. Yeah, I'm you sorry. Were just I talking somebody about... tried to call me as I was talking to you. So, <laughs> so yes, um, December 28th yes. uh, is an, uh, um, an alumni event, and we're having it at Good Shepherd, and it's, um, it's an over-21 event, so... Uh, bubbly and 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 um and some nice uh food items and just a chance for them to get back together again we're focusing on during the christmas season when they're home maybe for the holidays um just trying to to get the kids back together and and see each other and and really kind of um recreate those memories um you know, as I, as I have said before, we have the kids longer than any other school that they would be attending, I would assume, um, especially if they start in, 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 uh, uh, in preschool. Right. So some of our kids will have for, you know, sometimes 11 years. Wow. So, um, so it's a long time that they're with us and, and it's those formative years. And so we're hoping to recapture those memories and, have them recognize not only the time that they spent at school, but the time that they were involved with the church and make sure that everyone's still connected with the church. Mm-hmm. And so just a lot of, you know, a lot of things that we're, that we're trying to accomplish. So, so the, uh, any other events that you should note? Um, right off the bat, we are, we're, we're kind of, you know, after the pandemic, you know, some of the things had kind of shut down and we've gotten back full steam, but we're even adding more things back. And so mother son events and father daughter Mm -hmm. events and things that, um, you know, became uh, difficult to do because there, you know, so much planning was involved with them. And so, um, so not necessarily for the legacy piece yet. We did get, we did try to get involved today with um, giving Tuesday and that was pretty successful. And, um, and so we're just, we're getting, getting things off the ground. She just started for us in uh, October. And so trying to, to create some, some new things that we're doing. So it's, it's really about, we're in the planning stages right now, but. Very good. Well, Marcy, we had on um, uh, recently the, uh, winners of the speech contest and we're going to to replay that right. because they were so brilliant and uh, the winner the number one the, the blue ribbon was a student from your school anna solier oh she is an amazing young woman oh, wow who um is one of our student council representatives and so we're blessed to see her pretty regularly in the morning we do our morning announcements through the office and um, and she's she's got such a well-rounded personality. I think you probably saw that. Yes. And um, you know she does a joke of the day and oh, wow. just really kind of yeah gets gets the kids excited about different things. And um, she's got some great interests that I've I've spoken with her in the past about and shared books and um, just just a bright shining star. I have to say. Well, that, so we're blessed to have her. Yeah, that's such a great description of her. She, she was, you know, she was so composed and so brilliant, and the, the, the way the, her thought process, and then the way she delivered her speech, etc. Uh, you know, without reading it, you know, just, just all from memory, but just the just the her demeanor and and she was so down to earth and you thought wow mm-hmm. well it's she's 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 gonna go places she's already gone places but she's uh, gonna go places i would say that her speech and and we have been so blessed i have to i have to i don't know if brag is the right word but uh Teresa gutierrez who is our english teacher right. has produced some great speech contest winners over the last few years and and, and the kids that have won or placed have done a really good job. But 
Anna, there's something about, like you said, um, it just was very heartfelt. Like you believed that she really, every, everything she said was right from the heart. So, um, so. Yeah. And we had a a chance to talk to her coach, uh, Ms. Gutierrez, and uh, she was, I can understand why those kids are winners. Mm -hmm. Yes. Long time um, Catholic educator and, um, was at our school and then left to have a little girl who goes to one of the ca- local Catholic schools and um, and then decided to come back, and, and we're, we're very blessed to have her. Well, Marcy, if we don't get a chance to uh, talk between now and the great day on December 25th, have a merry and holy Christmas, you and your family, and uh, many Thank blessings you. To, to you and your students for the new year. Thank you very much, and enjoy your Advent season. Yes. Um, it's that that anticipation is is fantastic. So, thank you very much for having me on, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Uh, I will too. Thanks so much, Marcy. That's uh, Marcy Green, the uh, principal at Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton School in Elk Grove, and uh, it's just so many so many great schools here in the diocese of Sacramento. We did have a chance to sit down with. Uh, the, the, I think we had five of the winners of the speech contest from several weeks ago, and they all came into our studio, and uh, uh, they all gave their speeches, and we're going to bring you that segment now. Special day here. We have the speech contest winners from uh, all of our great Catholic schools throughout this uh, massive diocese of Sacramento. They had a speech contest a couple of weeks ago at St. James, my home parish, in the great city of Davis. And uh, Lori Power is here to explain all about how this worked. Lori, good day to you. Hi, Bob. How are you today? Doing doing fine. I, I love having all these kids in the studio. I know. It's so wonderful. We love having them here at the Pastoral Center. Yeah. So um, this is our 26th year of having our diocesan speech contest. Just one year longer than the Bishop's Hour. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and every year we pose a topic that is, you know, based on our faith. And this year we chose um, Catholic social teachings. So the students got to choose one of the seven themes of Catholic social teachings, and they have got to research it. There's only and seven. Decide, there's, only only seven, seven. <laughs> there's only seven themes, yes. Um, and the question that was posed to them was, as a faith-filled adolescent, how does this particular Catholic social teaching theme guide you to be a leader in our church and in society. Mm-hmm. And so that is what they wrote to and then what they prepared with and then what they presented and competed with two weeks ago. Wow. And so how do they read their speeches? Do they memorize them? How does that work? Well, the rule is you can have note cards, but these amazing men and women had completely memorized and presented like they were on stage. It's just amazing. And I know for your listeners today, they're not going to get the full effect because they're not going to see the hand gestures and the eye contact and the body language and all of that. But um, they all had memorized and just did an amazing job. Wow. I, I, I was went to a high school play the other day, Twelve, the old 12 angry men, the 12 jurors, except that now today's it's 12 angry people or something, you know, just because there were a lot of women in it as well. But it was uh, young kids. It was amazing. I thought, how do they memorize all those lines? It was, it was hundreds. And, yeah. and I've, the times we've had the speech contest winners in here, I'm just amazed that you could remember all of that. I'd get nervous. I'd get stage fright. But just wait till you hear them. They're, they are pretty am- They are amazing. And we always say that our church is in good hands when we have students yeah. like this coming up the ranks for sure. And 7th and 8th graders? 7th and 8th graders. We had about 40 students compete this year. And, um, yeah, it was wonderful. We have the Toastmasters every year are our judges. They volunteer their time to judge for us. And um, it's just great. It's Those are people who actually work on teaching people how to give speeches. They do. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what they do. I remember um, my mom was one of them. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, she gave me a lot of speeches over time. I'm sure she gave you a lot of talking to. <laughs> How do you deal with a <laughs> unruly son? Right, yes. right, yeah. right. Yeah, indeed. So, and they, they come from all of our Catholic schools throughout the diocese. Yeah, the majority of our Catholic schools participate. This year we had winners from um, a variety of schools, which is really wonderful to be able to show that. And, um, yeah, we had, we had nine. 
13 schools participate this year. Wow. So you have it in the gym at St. James? We do it in the gym, and we also do it in the smaller rooms, also in the parish center. We have three sessions going on at one time, and all of the students give their speech twice to two different sets of judges, and then we total all the scores, and then the top five um, people who place in the top five then become the finalists, and then with a clean slate, they present their speeches to everyone and all of the judges in the gym, and that's how we have the finalists. And who are the judges? They're the Toastmasters. Just Oh, just, just, just Toastmasters. That, they all volunteer. They, themselves. they volunteer every year. Yep. I thought maybe they were just uh, arranging the furniture. No, they're just, they're, they yeah. volunteer. We just provide them Starbucks coffee and some morning treats, and they're happy. Yeah, that's yeah, great. They're great. They're great. That's great. So is there an audience? Yeah, the parents come. Uh, grandparents. They clap and whistle and oh, all that? Stomp not really, their feet? Not stomp their feet, but or, but they definitely clap. Oh, yeah. Everybody's very impressed and inspired by these kids. You know, I, I remember uh, St. James had a leaky roof or something a few years ago, and so we were having mass in the gym with the bleachers out. And yeah. It was the only place to sit, you know, and I'm a sports writer. And <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I was getting ready to <laughs> Yell your prayers. Yeah, yell, yell my <laughs> prayers out, you know. <laughs> Guard them a little better. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's that's wonderful stuff. Um, do you want to introduce the very first one? I, sure, yes. So um, in, We have four. four we have four, four winners here today, and they're all going to present their speeches. And wonderful. I'm sure that they'd love to chat with you a little bit as they well. They know I'm going to grill them. I've, well, I've really soft-sold you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I told <laughs> you, you're a teddy bear. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so our first um, speaker today is our fifth place winner, Cecilia Serrano, and she comes from St. Charles Borromeo School here in Sacramento. Very good. Very good. Hello. Hi, Cecilia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, you are in what grade? I'm in eighth grade. Eighth grade. And you have you gone the whole your whole life to St. Charles Borromeo? Uh, no, I went from St. Patrick's Academy to St. Charles. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Academy down on uh, way on uh, Franklin. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful place too. It is. Yeah. So, um, did you? This is all voluntary. You yeah. you de you decided to do it. Did are you interested in speech or writing or? Yeah, I really liked the opportunity that we were given from our teacher, and it was. It was all voluntarily. Like no one really like got actually chosen. No one was forced to do it, and we all had the option to back out. But I wanted to do it. So have you picked a, a college yet? Um, I'm actually thinking about UC Davis. Oh, wonderful! It's my alma mater. It's a great play. I have two of my daughters are at UC Davis right now, yeah. and they love it. It's it's a great school. Yeah. And what 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 might you study? I'm thinking about like sciences and biology. So you're smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And what about what about high school? High school, I'm I'm I have two options, but I'm leaning more towards Christian Brothers. Very good, very good. So that's yeah, another 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 great school. So, and what's your other option? Uh, St. Francis. Oh wow, that's a tough choice. <laughs> you you need a coin to flip, and <laughs> yeah. So what what subjects are you interested in at St. Charles Borromeo? Um, I really like social studies and math a lot. Mm-hmm. They, it, they're a good like. I learn a lot with the teachers are all really good, but social studies and math have like really stuck out to me, and I really like both of them. Very good, very good. So, as I understand it, you you got there were seven the seven themes: mm -hmm. life and dignity of the human person, called a family, community, and participation rights and responsibilities, option for the poor and vulnerable, the dignity of work and the rights of workers, solidarity, and care for God's creation. How did you pick between those seven? Well, I picked based on personal experience and what is seen, like, a lot. Yeah. And what was the hardest part of, of this for you? Um, I believe the hardest part was finding the right words to get out the right message because... I knew what I wanted to say, but I, I didn't know how to put it into the correct words to make it seem like it was, you know, like a speech contest worthy. But I knew what I wanted to say. What about the competition itself? Was that nerve-wracking? or Very nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah. 
Did you did you stumble and fumble and yeah, <laughs> a few times. Is is it is it hard to get up in front of a microphone and a bunch of people? Yes, I, I get very bad stage fright. But once you do it a few times, yeah, it, it gets a lot easier. Yeah, it does. So, are you ready to give us your speech? Yes. Okay. This is uh, Cecilia Serrano from St. Charles Borromeo. We've all seen it. A man with a dog, a woman with a baby. Some with just a cup for money and a trash bag as a blanket. But let's honestly think, do we do something about it? Homelessness is continuing to increase hastily in the United States. According to USA Facts, 18 out of 10,000 people are homeless. The United States is ranked second of all countries with 582,462 homeless people on an average day. The option for the poor and vulnerable are ways that we as Catholics can help the less fortunate and those in need. I've been in many instances where a family member was in a situation where they needed financial help. Prices in California have risen 18% over the course of three years. My brother, who has a wife and two children, has been struggling to find a house. He's the only one who can work right now, so it's hard to find a house that's affordable and fits a growing family. They're forced to leave their apartment and are now living back home. There are many houses being built, but they're so expensive that people are struggling to buy them. There are many ways that we can help those in need and the less fortunate. There are over 455 homeless organizations in the United States itself. Sacramento Regional Coalition is one that is working to end and prevent homelessness. We as young adults can contribute to these organizations by donating, volunteering to help, and encouraging those around us to get involved. By donating to these organizations, homeless people can get the food, well, warmth, and shelter that they need. But sometimes donations don't always have to be money. It could be jackets, gloves, or hats when it gets cold. What we think of as small and simple acts of kindness can mean a lot to those in need. Hospital bills are another thing that can put a financial strain on families. According to Axios, 11 million people go into poverty because of medical bills. Healthcare workers are often willing to work with those who have little to no insurance, but they can't always get someone the proper treatment. But we can't lose hope in these times of hardships, and we need to support those who are struggling by keeping them in our prayers. There are many reasons for financial struggles, but there is help out there. We need to hear God's call and help our brothers and sisters in need. So, when you see the man with the dog, the woman with the baby, that person with just a cup for money and a trash bag as a blanket, will you help them and make a change, or will they continue to be disregarded? Thank you. Very, very good. Uh, really um, topical subject right now. Yeah. Uh, we see it a lot in Sacramento, especially. Uh, it's one of, not the leading cities for homelessness, but it's really, and, and I know, a lot of people in this city are working very hard, uh, including a lot of people in our church, to uh, to solve it. Well, thanks, thanks so much, Cecilia. That's very, very nicely done. I now I know why you're one of the winners. <laughs> Thank you. Our number two uh, today, tied for third. Is it Micah or Mika? Micah. Micah, Micah Espinosa, from St. John Notre Dame in Folsom. Welcome, Micah. Hi. Good to have you with us. Is that a St. John shirt you got on there? Uh, yes, very we have a special attire on Friday. Very attractive. Yeah, that's that's nice. Blue and gold. Uh, t- tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Um, what grade are you in? I'm in eighth grade. Okay. Um, uh, I really like uh, literature and uh, math. I just love to analyze the different rules and all those subjects. Very good. Have you picked a college yet? No. But, uh, How about a high school? Yeah, Jesuit high school. Okay, and and what are you thinking of for college? College, I don't know, somewhere hopefully far. Yeah, so I can just see different things. Yeah. So, uh, what about extracurriculars? Uh, you involved in extracurriculars? Um, I do track, cross country, and then choir and theater. Okay, so in track, you're a long distance runner as well. Uh, I'm. Do high jumps in track. Oh, you do high jump. I figured when you said cross country that you, so you don't do any of the distances in track. You just do it in the in the fall with cross country. Yeah, I try to do cross country just to, you know, work out and uh, keep moving. A high jump is impossible. What's your What's your best height? Uh, five three. Oh wow, that's I've only pre- done it one year. So. That's pretty good. And how tall are you? Uh, I think I'm like five seven. So you're almost jumping your height. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Do you want to do that in college? I don't know what I want to do in college quite yet. Yeah. But you, you tr- plan to be an athlete at Jesuit? Yes, in cross-country and track, yeah. Yeah. Very good. What, 
Cross country is generally three miles in, um, in an event? In an event, it's usually like a mile, but our practices go around three miles. Okay. Okay. Very good. So what was the, what was the hardest part of this uh, speech contest for you? I think the hardest part was just getting your ideas on the paper because you have like a feeling of what you want the speech to portray to people. Mm-hmm. But to put that into words is really hard. And uh, what about the presentation itself? Is that, was that a hard part or is that something you enjoyed? Yes, I, I get very socially anxious, so I try to put myself in the deep end to just uh, really build more confidence. So it was fun, but very nerve-wracking. Is the, is the bigger the crowd, the harder it is? I feel like the, the bigger the crowd, the easier it is for me. Oh, because really? then I can get just lost in the whole group instead of like one or two people. Very interesting. And which, which, uh, which of the seven topics did you, uh, themes did you pick? I picked uh, options for the poor and vulnerable. Options for the poor and vulnerable. Um, very good. Very good. Was it, was it hard writing it as well? Yes. I went through quite a few rewrites trying to get the, the right you know, ideas down. Very good. Well, Micah, are you ready to rock and roll here? Yes. Okay. We all grew up with an image of a Jesus who welcomed children, a Jesus who healed the sick, or a Jesus who mourned his cousin. But if that is all we perceive him as, this gentle, comforting being, then we're missing half of his message. There is a Jesus who flipped tables, overflowing with coins in a temple, a Jesus who was angered at Pharisees, who didn't want him to heal a man with a withered hand, and a Jesus who reacted with frustration at those who said, when did we ever see you hungry? When did we see you thirsty? He told them, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. With this, Jesus challenged his disciples to live lives of holiness, and he still challenges us today. Dan and Chris Delaney, founders of Loaves and Fishes, responded to this call. They understood that living lives of holiness doesn't end when you give money in the basket at church. It doesn't end with making a sandwich for the poor. In reality, it doesn't end It's a path that we must create ourselves. Over the course of 50 years, the Delaney's dedicated their lives to helping others, answering what Jesus calls us to do. In the early 1970s, with the Catholic Workers' Movement, they advocated for farmers' rights and AIDS patients, getting arrested over 30 times for this civil disobedience. Their commitment called them to start a branch of the Catholic Workers' Movement in Sacramento. One of the first needs they met was housing families visiting their imprisoned loved ones. These families spent so much on transportation costs that there was no money left for things like food or housing. The Delaney's answered Jesus' challenge, feeding those hungry and supporting those incarcerated. This paved the way to their founding of Loaves and Fishes, an organization that spans across Sacramento with 12 different programs, ranging from food to medical care to advocacy to legal representation. The couple heeded Jesus' call and built a road to obtain fundamental rights and dignity for others. Just like the Delaney's, we too have an obligation to aid the poor and vulnerable. Most Catholics are satisfied with just donating a can to a food drive or donating money to a charity, but this is not enough. At our school, we step on the path from a young age. In junior K, we made oatmeal packets and gave them to the older kids to serve at egg day. However, Jesus expects us to keep walking down this path. In fourth grade, we visited the elderly and cheered them in song, and we're still walking. In eighth grade, all of us took a trip to Loaves and Fishes and served meals face-to-face with the needy. If four- to fourteen-year-olds can make a change, then we all can. We all know what we must do, but most of us only take a step on the path and stop. If we want to live lives of holiness in our modern society, Jesus tells us to keep walking and to be revolutionaries of mercy for the poor and vulnerable. Thank you. Wow. Your passion is impressive. I've had that experience of serving at Loaves and Fishes, and it's, it's pretty amazing to, to see those people and interact with them. And I remember um, the hard work was being done in the kitchen. I was just on the line serving, and I was serving chili, like with a scooper, and I, like about a thousand times doing that. And I woke up the next morning... <laughs> I had the, I could barely move my arm because it wasn't something I was used to doing. But thank you and good luck to you. Thanks so much. Yes, thank you.
All right. Now, for a second place winner, it's Rahel. 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 Rahel uh, Kocheri. Oh, very good. Move it just a little bit closer to that mic there. Okay. Or pull it closer to you. There you go. You're fine. You're fine. Very good. And you are from uh, Holy Trinity. Yes. Very good. Up in El Dorado Hills. Yeah. Wonderful. How do you get up that hill every day? Uh, actually, um, they paved a new road and a couple years back. And it's not the up the road. It used to be windy. I actually used to be scared. When you we don't ride your bike. Nope. No. <laughs> not there. I think they need a ski lift. <laughs> but um, they paved a new road, and it's not as steep anymore. So. No, you, you probably have one of the best views of any school in, in the Sacramento <laughs> Diocese, I yeah, think. Yeah, the view is beautiful. I see the mountains, and it's really pretty, yeah. especially during winter. Yeah, that's great. So you're uh, eighth grade as well? Yeah, I'm in eighth grade. Very good. And have you, have you picked a, a college or a high school? Uh, for high school, I'm thinking about going to St. Francis. Very good. Yeah. And college? I'm not sure about college yet. But you think about that you'll probably go to college? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So what, what subjects are you interested in? I'm interested I'm interested in math and also the arts. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, what about extracurricular? Uh I um I do dance, I also do volleyball and I do choir. Well, so do you have a volleyball team that plays like in the PAL and they play other schools or uh, yeah, I'm I in the fall, I was on the school team. So. Very good. Yeah. Do you hope to play volleyball at St. Francis? Yeah. They um, have a good volleyball team. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. My son played uh, volleyball for Davis High, and I didn't have much exposure. And then there I was, being, there I was as an ugly parent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Every time the call went against him, I thought, no, that's not right. <laughs> it's a great game, though. Yeah. But, so what's your favorite position in the of the six? Probably hitter, outside hitter. Yeah. Yeah. What about serving? Are you good at that? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I do overhand serving, and yeah. That's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I just learned it this season, and I actually um, I remember my um coach. She kept track of all our serves, and she would um like see how well we performed, like served in our game, because she said that was really key. And I remember my over once I started doing overhand serves, she said I only missed one. So you're doing underhand prior to that yeah i was doing underhand prior to that so overhand you can make it more of a weapon yeah it's more like it's when you hit it it's harder so it's like it hurts more so then you they like get scared that they retreat back and right yeah wow well good luck with that so tell us about uh, well first off which which one of these uh topics did you pick i picked solidarity very good what does that mean so it's about like how people come in un unity. It's like our need to understand the interdependency on other humans, because a lot of times people place a lot of um, on s like in independence and like how we can do it on our own. But we really know that it's a lot about interdependency and how we need each other. Very good. What was the hardest part of this for you? Probably writing it, because I remember that my teacher gave it to me the week before. So <laughs> I was like, oh, man, a week, and I haven't even wrote it. And I remember three days, three days before, and my teacher was like, how about we um, change this a little? And I was like, okay, yeah. And two days later, I memorized the thing. Did you say to yourself, why did I agree to do this in the <laughs> first place? <laughs> sort of, but I was like, it's better to do it than not. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Face your fears and uh, yeah. crash through them. Yeah. What's it like on game day, you know, when, when it's actually happening? I am, I was actually not nervous because usually a lot, I don't get nervous when it's people I don't know. It's when the, it's the people I know that the crowd, but I was not very nervous and I just said the speech and very I good. knew what I was doing. So. You ready to do it for us? Sure. Great. Yeah. Jesus is the rock that we gather around in solidarity. His unwavering love is the cornerstone of our faith. But at times we falter and lose our way as we witness social and political turmoil, environmental crisis, and global pandemics, making the need for solidarity even more pressing than ever. This calls into question 
How can I make an impact on my community? This brings to mind one of my favorite projects that my youth group embraces. Every winter, we collect care packages for homeless children and food for the less fortunate. We must strive to make a world community where everyone belongs, without national flags or borders. Just as Pope Francis recently said about inclusion in the church, tutti, tutti, tutti. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Solidarity calls us to a mindset that flourishes with love, empathy, respect, and of course, community. Do you know Benjamin Zander of the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra? One summer, he put together an orchestra of both Israeli and Palestinian musicians. Each Palestinian musician was roomed with an Israeli musician. At first, they were upset with their living arrangements, and as a result, the orchestra struggled to work together. But slowly they got to know each other, and the orchestra came together. At the end of the summer, not only were they playing beautifully together, but they each went home having made new friends. This exemplifies what solidarity means and that anything is possible. It all starts with acceptance and understanding of many different viewpoints. Everyone wants to be heard and loved. Jesus calls each and every one of you to bring about solidarity. We must look for opportunities to be compassionate, starting with small acts such as a smile or inviting someone who's sitting alone to sit with us at lunch. This requires a total mindset change. Just as Martin Luther King Jr. once said, we must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. So remember, Jesus is our rock. So come and join me to create an orchestra around our rock. Thank you. Wow. That's beautifully written and beautifully said. That's uh that's powerful stuff. Uh, the, the one about the orchestra really, really struck me. It's something obviously we could use today. That's very, very, very powerful. Thanks so much. Thank you. Very well done. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Impressive. Holy cow. Uh, okay. Uh, now we have our, our first place winner. Anna, I'm going to let me give me a try. Okay. Solier. Wow, you got it. I got it. Yeah, well, I, thank I had good you so coaching. Much. I had good coaching. <laughs> uh, I bet I bet that gets butchered every now and then, huh? Oh yeah. I get a lot of the soliers, solari, the occasional soulier. Hey you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that one over <laughs> that there. One, Come yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. But what what what's the derivation of that name? Um it's it's French. It means shoemaker or cobbler. <laughs> good. Yeah. Yeah, every every name is, is is fun and interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you're from uh, Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton in, yes, in Elk am. Grove. Mm-hmm. Very good. And you also eighth grade? No, I'm you're the only seventh grade. Oh wow! Here. So you're back next year. Yep. Wow. Maybe they'll they'll say no, no. You already won it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sure hope not. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. What what do you do at uh, Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton? Well. I like to read a lot, and I love to st- spend time with my friends. I like to play volleyball with my sister, and I like to play old video games with my dad and then watch even older movies with my mom, and I like to sleep. <laughs> Sound like a typical teenager. Are you a teenager yeah. yet? Yes, I grade? am. You... I turned 13 a couple months ago. Okay. Okay. Very good. So what, what, what subjects are your favorites? My favorite subjects are English and social studies. They're just English because it's just a great way to express yourself. And I have a really, really awesome coach and English teacher. And everybody I know loves her. She makes class so fun. And then in social studies, um, I'm a history buff. Like, since third grade, I've been reading books about, like, archaeology and anthropology and in seventh grade, you learn about ancient civilizations and the Middle Ages, and that's really interesting to me. I've never heard anybody who said they were happy with English. Do you know the difference between lay and lie and affect and effect and all that? No. Okay. I, I like to be creative <laughs> well, be in English. There'll be a quiz at I'm the end of the show. Not, I'm not very good at um, <laughs> grammar, but the creative part I really enjoy. 
Yeah, the writing part. Yeah. Oh yeah, writing's writing's a tough spot for me, but worked out. So. So, have you picked out a high school? Um, my parents and I are still deciding between St. Francis and Christian Brothers. I visited both both campus campuses, and I like the feel of both a lot. But I think we're going to wait till next year so I can do shadow days to decide. They're both special places, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about college? That's a long way away. Uh, no, not at all. But yes, I would like to go to college. Just yeah. not any named college yet. So what was what was the hardest part for you of, of this assignment? Writing the speech. I We started pretty early on um, in September, I think. That's when I got the prompt. And so I just, for the next, like, two months or so, I just kept going through topic over topic and trying to put together a speech that worked and felt right to me and then corresponded with the prompt. And nothing really worked. I literally tried everything that I could think of, like music, humor, archaeology, really everything. Um, And then a week before the speech contest, or a week or so, my coach approached me and she said, Anna, when you're writing this next speech, I want you to remember this presentation that you did for me in the past. And that presentation had been about how to be an awesome nerd and how to not Mm. conform to stereotypes. And I was all for that. I really loved what that presentation had to say about the topic and about me. And so that's what I was thinking about when I wrote this speech and everything fell into place. Very good. So which, which theme did you pick? I chose solidarity. Okay, that's two solidarities. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to ready to do it? Yep. Okay. Right. Nerd. The word nerd first appeared in print in 1950 by the iconic Dr. Seuss in the book If I Ran the Zoo. Dr. Seuss's version of a nerd looked like a short, hairy, bear donkey hybrid with a long mustache. According to the dictionary, nerd is a person considered to be socially awkward, boring, and unstylish, a gawky kid with taped glasses, braces, suspenders, and a pocket protector fit the stereotype. These descriptions make it obvious why being labeled a nerd can carry with it shame, exclusion, and loneliness. Solidarity, a Catholic social teaching that challenges us to treat everyone as another self and to understand that Christ's compassion is not limited to just one group. It invites us to create a social life where we connect with others, especially those who are vulnerable or misunderstood. Being socially connected and in solidarity with one another helps ease anxiety and depression, prevents loneliness, provides comfort, and boosts self-worth. My Catholic faith and family has cultivated a world that allows me to embrace my uniqueness and encourages me to share my gifts with others. I'm a bookworm, and I love Greek mythology. I love to watch old classic movies. I can recognize the voices of Barbra Streisand and Frank Sinatra. And I even listen to musicals about playing chess. You can't get much nerdier than that. I am inspired by Catholic social teaching to become a leader in my church and community. I recognize how nerds amongst us help our entire church engage, love, and comfort those who are lonely or struggling. Nerds know how to overcome obstacles like negativity and often walk outside of their comfort zones. Nerds are authentically and transparently imperfect and therefore are empathetic to the imperfections of others and of society. St. Teresa Benedicta says, The nation doesn't simply need what we have, it needs what we are. While I wouldn't wish being teased on anyone, most of us have been there at one time or another, and I believe it leads to greater solidarity in life. It has in mine. There's a sensitivity that comes with being an outsider. I understand brokenness and therefore am moved to help the poor, the disabled, and the vulnerable. Not as an outsider but as someone in solidarity with them. So the next time you open a box of brightly colored nerds candy, take a few seconds to look inside and notice how all the pieces are clustered together in solidarity 
Share them with others and remember them as a symbol of Catholic social teaching and the ability we have together to heal wounds, change the world, and glorify God. Thank you. I think the people that make nerds, actually, they, that's intentional. They, they, want, they want you to think solidarity when you open it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that was their, they must be Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's the case. Wow, that was very powerful. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you much. so much. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Will you get a million dollars or something for winning? Man, I wish. No, <laughs> I, <laughs> I received a trophy that said first place on it. Um, it's like half as tall as I am. It's wow. kind of crazy. Um, and I received a finalist medal. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, thank you very much. Do, do we have a Teresa Gutierrez? We have some time here. That'd be wonderful. Teresa Gutierrez is the uh, one of the, the coaches uh, from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. It yes. looks, looks like you did a pretty good job. <laughs> it's all Anna and her parents. Yeah, yeah. For sure. The coach is saying, it's not me. Uh, not me. Yeah. <laughs> if she fumbled, you'd say it was my fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. What, 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 are, what does a coach do in this situation? Um, first, I think we just really give our students the opportunity, you know, to showcase really their talents. I mean, Anna is one of those students that, the first time she gave a presentation in my class, I thought, this student is gifted in public speaking. Mm-hmm. So I think as a coach, just giving your students the opportunity to compete in something like this is amazing. Um, second, I think it's really just um, helping them shape their words into a speech because it's very different than right. just than essay writing and not letting them lose their voice. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see Anna's very happy, vibrant she has a charisma about her, and so the topic of Catholic social teaching can be pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the church is calling us to look at really serious problems in the world, um, and so it could weigh heavy on anybody, especially somebody who's young and full of life. So helping her use her voice within that speech, and she did, I mean, I, I'm inspired by her all the time. So, you know, she did an amazing job. It's one of the things that makes me, I guess, proud to be Catholic and also attracts me to the church is, is that emphasis on, you know, the, the, we're more than just worship on Sunday morning. Right. I mean, that's very important, obviously, and, and the Eucharist is, is it, you know, but it fuels everything else. I mean, we, when we leave Mass, we're supposed to go out and, and be in the world. And right. every, every topic here that, that these kids picked was along that lines of how we can help change the world and, and uh, just by Catholic teaching. Exactly. You know. Right. They, so, so what do you teach at, at uh, when, when you're not coaching? I teach English to sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Is that hard? I, I love ha- it. I hated it. I, I ended up writing a newspaper column for a career. But if you told me when I was in seventh or eighth grade that I would be doing that, I probably would have quit school. I bet your teacher <laughs> saw it though. Uh, I, I don't think they did. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it for that reason, because I get to see inside, uh, you know, the thoughts of my students. And I think um, being able, given the opportunity to give them feedback and to encourage them to um, express themselves is um, really a gift. I mean, it's it, it really is. Yeah, it's hopeful. I mean, um, our next generation is going to do amazing things in the world. Um, especially youth that come from Catholic schools. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a great it's a great way to spend your day. I remember my high school English teacher gave me a C minus with a note to my parents that I was I was very cooperative and was a nice kid, but you know I could really use some some help with grammar and et cetera. And years later, I got invited to go back to my high school for career days. You know where they bring people in from the community to make a presentation and it was in her class and I was kind of telling a story that I hadn't done very well and stuff and she interrupts me and says oh no no Bob was one of our better students and yeah. all this lies and, <laughs> no, no, and, and I had the note <laughs> with me <laughs> I'm sure that's true though the grammar's just the side thing it's really the thoughts that yeah. um, that teachers look at do we still diagram sentences we do why they, they dread it but I really feel like the visual of it 
really helps you understand the grammar. And I think sometimes students don't realize that really understanding the grammar makes you a better writer. It almost haps, happens, like, I guess, subconsciously. It just makes you better. Yeah, I've gone from not liking it at all to just, I mean, my kids go, they're afraid I'm, I'm editing their words as they talk. You know, like, <laughs> did I say lay or lie? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's my right. pet peeve, lay and lie. Okay. Universally misused. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, don't don't imitate the way I speak. That's for sure. I tell my students that all the time. Yeah, uh, when somebody says, um, so-and-so was laying on the beach, I say, I tell my kids, I said, remember this rule. The only thing that can lay on a beach is a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the eggs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay, thanks, thank thanks you. Thanks for coaching uh, uh, um, Anna, and uh, thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. for all you do. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. That is going to do it for uh, for uh, this wonderful presentation. Thanks, thanks to all of you for coming in. Congratulations and best wishes for uh, for uh, as you go on uh, to high school and uh, college, and you're probably all going to get PhDs. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. Thank you.